welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What's going on, Fantasy Champs? Welcome on into the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. My name's Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me as always. What's poppin', Rick? What's up? I love football. I'm glad it is, um, you know, at least I get to see something on Twitter. <laughs> um, and uh, preseason's going to start legit either today. I don't know when this podcast gets launched, but either uh, Wednesday or Thursday is when that happens. So there's either football on tonight or football on tomorrow. But either way, there's going to be some form of football coming back. So I'm excited. I'm excited about the season. I'm excited about 2022. And I'm excited to absolutely roast people in fantasy football this year. Me too. I actually feel the least confident this year out of any year in fantasy football. Uh, That's funny because I feel pretty confident this year. So (laughs) we'll see. Uh, Which means opposites will probably happen. I'm practicing draft strategies in multiple leagues, and um, I feel like I'm just drafting in spots I don't like to be. So there's that. But uh, anyway, today we have the top five value picks. For fantasy football in the 2020, or at least our top five value picks for the fantasy football season in 2022. If you have any uh, other value picks, leave them in the comments down below. That'll be fun. Um, but before we jump into the value picks, check out our website, fantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcast platforms, leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, click the bell for notifications, like, and then comment down below uh, a value pick that we didn't mention that you like. Please do that. Yeah. Um, you ready to jump right in, Rick? Just go yeah, dive right in two minutes late. See, we're expediting this. Uh, I, I wanted to say before we started that um, we are doing three episodes a week now, and Rick and I are realizing that these, you know, we've been doing like 35, 40-minute shows, so we need to we need to make these more expeditious. We do. faster. We always say that, but we have more time to chat and talk. But now we're three episodes a week. We need to, we're, we're going to get concise on you. We got to get moving. Yeah, so we're going to try and make this 20 minutes, 25 minutes long. Um, so let's jump right into the value picks. Ready, Rick? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so for value picks, um, it doesn't, you know, on the previous show we were talking about, what was the, what was it called? Top five, not previous show, but last week we did uh, top five forgotten players. Um, mm-hmm. So forgotten players are players who performed well uh, last year and, and in years past that, pe- that people are, are fading on a little bit this year that you can get. Um, and they're forgotten about these value picks are picks for players that they may not have had a year where they're really good, um, yet, but they Uh may have a good year. These are guys that we think are going to outperform their ADP and outperform the position that they're drafted at their position. So, um, I E it would be a value pick. So these guys, I think there is one guy who's on both lists though, but only one. That's all right. Um, but they, this guy is a value. These or these guys are values in your draft, where you know you don't have to use a, an extremely high draft pick to get a player that finishes in a really good position for you. Um, so, without further ado, let's jump in. Talked about this guy a little bit yesterday. We can go in depth today, um, but it's Darnell Mooney with an ADP of sixty nine. Uh, and he's the wide receiver twenty nine on the season. Rick, why is this guy a value pick? I talked a lot about him on the last show, but uh, I will say with Mooney, 
one of the points I made was he finished as wide receiver 27 last year yep. on the worst passing offense in the league yep. or one of one of the four worst passing offenses in the league. Um, now he doesn't have Allen Robinson. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields is in year two. You expect him to do a little bit better, even if he sucks. Even if he sucks, you expect him to throw more even than like 12 touchdowns garbage. or whatever. Um, so Mooney, you would expect an increase in targets. Yeah. Yep. He already had 140 last year. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at probably 150, maybe 160. You're looking at, he only had four touchdowns. I would expect at least five or six. You're getting an upgrade there. Um, and then potentially efficiency, he only had a 57% catch rate. If that goes up at all, you're looking at more yards, more receptions. And again, he finished as the wide receiver 27 in PPR. Um, and you're getting drafted at the wide receiver 29. You expect him to do worse than he did last year. Yep. Uh, that would have to be Justin Fields would have to throw like 30 interceptions and uh, tears ACL in week five um, for that to happen. Yeah. Uh, I don't see it happening. I think Mooney is a great value there. Yeah, I agree. Um, and last year, even we were talking about on the previous show uh, towards the end that his target share was, you know, we were talking about how he could get to 25 to 30%. Last year, he had 26.7. Right, um, which was number. He one could get to thirty. He he legit could get to thirty, and I think, you know, just depending on where they go as an offense, um, mm-hmm. like it could go either way. But he he really could hit 170 targets this year, and a guy with that kind of value is good. My gosh, um, or yeah, that, yeah, it doesn't if if it doesn't matter how bad the offense is if you're getting 170 targets. But like last year he had five total touchdowns on the year, which I think he can outperform in PPR. He had 81 receptions. So I, I, there's a value there, a thousand receiving yards. I mean, he already had in, in real life, a good fantasy season in fantasy football. I mean, not in real life, a good season in fantasy football. He was the wide receiver, 26 and half PPR. So it wasn't like, um, elite, if you will. No, um, but, but still, like, I mean, that's a flex, right? Right. So I think what the expectation is right now for him, you know, obviously is based on his ADP wide receiver 29, which I think he can absolutely smash and outperform. Like, I think you, it, with Darnell Mooney, I think you're drafting a wide receiver. I want to say wide receiver 15 to 20. Yeah. And that is like at minimum, at absolute minimum, like wide receiver 20 is nine spots higher. So like to me, you're getting a wide receiver literally that could finish, you know, like the wide receiver 20 is going off the board in the fourth round and you're getting this guy in the sixth or seventh round. And I think mm-hmm. that value is is absolutely amazing. Like Like you could get a wide receiver to a solid flex slash wide receiver to on your team for ADP that is on your bench essentially. Right. Which is great. Um, his underdog ADP, by the way, I'm trying to pull that up now. Cause that's probably going to be more reflective of what happens over the, the course of the next month as people jump in and do more mock drafts. Uh, that is at 57. So a little bit higher than the 69 that we have. Um, but, you know, it just depends on the platform, you know, at the format. Obviously, you know, when you're playing best ball, which is what underdog is, um, it makes it a little bit more difficult uh, mm-hmm. for people. Like Darnell Mooney is a guy who is getting drafted in redraft as a value. But in best ball leagues, he's a guy that people are targeting because he has high upside. 
So in basketball, what you're looking for is, is high upside guys that can break out, have a lot of potential. Like, um, you know, there's guys that get drafted lower, that get drafted much higher in uh, best ball. So I, I feel like, you know, he's getting drafted at 57 in, in best ball because he has this high upside um, of being a much better player than you draft him at. Uh, but anyway, so I, I, I think Donald Mooney's fantastic. I think, I think based on the fact that he's going to get all this opportunity share, even if he only gets 150 targets, um, he'll still finish as, you know, a top 20 wide receiver, which is outperforming that, you know, that ADP. And so I think that's a great value. Right. Um, any, any other thoughts on Darnell Mooney? No, that's about it. Okay. Move let's, on. let's move on to the next guy, which is miles Sanders. And, uh, miles Sanders is kind of an interesting player. Um, you know, I've talked about him a couple of times this off season, but, um, he's vouching for a larger role and it sounds like the Eagles want to give him that larger role. Um, and they, they've, they've doubled down the fact that he has been splitting reps with Kenneth Gainwell, uh, first team reps, but, uh, the Eagles have said that they will give, they want to give him more opportunity and that he is their lead guy. So I am curious to see how that whole situation kind of plays out this year. Um, he's been a guy that people anticipated that would get a lot of uh, pass catching opportunities last year. He only had 34 targets on the season um, in how many games? Was it 12 games? Uh, 12 games. Yep. So, which essentially was, you know, right around two receptions per game in a full, you know, 16, 17 game season or whatever it is. Um, you know, that's only like 32, 40 catches. So that's not high upside. And then you look at Kenneth Gamewell and they were targeting him a lot more. Um, but, and he underperformed significantly last year, but I think there's, there's a major element that no one's really talking about. And like last year, despite the fact that, um, the Philadelphia Eagles were a running team, uh, Miles Sanders didn't score any rushing touchdowns. He only had 137 total carries and the offense sucked um, for the most part. It, it wasn't. It didn't suck, but it wasn't. It wasn't great. It wasn't great. Um, but Miles Sanders had a .69 fantasy point per opportunity. He didn't really put up the numbers that was that you know people expected, and he missed four or five games on the season. But he didn't score a single touchdown. No. And so because of that, I think that buried any kind of fantasy success that he would have had in PPR. He was the RB forty five. So. <laughs> Um, which is really not great. And even if he played the full season, he still would have been like RB 30. So it's just, Mm -hmm. you know, he underperformed, didn't play well. And I think coming into this year, there's a good opportunity for him to get more, um, obviously opportunities on the season than 137 carries and 26 catches. But I also think because of the changes in the offensive, you know, the offense in general for the Eagles, where they added AJ Brown, um, and they have another year of Devonta Smith, uh, where he grows and learns, and and the offensive line is decent, and you have Dallas Goddard at tight end. Like, I think the offense is going to be good. Offense should um, be good. The offense should be good, and so if that happens, I think Miles Sanders will be more efficient, will score touchdowns. You increase that opportunity just slightly, and all of a sudden Miles Sanders becomes a much higher value. When you're talking about where he's going. ADP 74 RB 27. Like if you're an RB 27, you're trash. Like no offense to RB 27s, but, uh, usually not good. Usually that's not good. And the guy is on the waiver wire at that point. 
um, or he's sitting on the bottom of your of your bench. And some people would be like, well, that's a little bit harsh because if you have 12 teams, do you have to own 24 running backs just to start? Yeah. So, but if you have the RB 27, like you're at the bottom end of, they're probably on your bench. Right. And you know, I'm not looking for an RB three on my team. So, um, Miles Sanders is better than RB 27. If he plays a full season, he's healthy in this good offense. I think he, he definitely falls within, um, our low end RB two range and maybe even higher, maybe mid range RB two, which I think is a good value for ADP of 74. Yeah. Yeah, I don't love Miles Sanders. Um, I know he's kind of disappointed us both, especially you, in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, you're back on the train. It's so funny. It's like me and Saquon. I need to stop. Um, <laughs> Miles Sanders. I like will say player. though, you know, you make a very good point. I was gonna bring up the zero touchdowns. Um, that's just not gonna happen again. I don't even care if Kenneth Gainwell is the RB one. Sanders is not getting zero touchdowns again. That's that was extremely rare it's for that fluke. to happen. Yeah, you get 150 touches and you get zero touchdowns. It, it's just not going to happen again, um, flat out. So you expect the touchdown increase. How many he's going to get? I don't know. Right. Um. You know, if you pace out his rushing numbers last year, um, to a 17 game season, he gets over a thousand yards. He was on pace for over a thousand yards. He had 5.5 yards per carry, which is ridiculous. That was one of the best in the league. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's going to do that again, but you would expect him to get more carries. Mm-hmm. He only played 12 games. If he does anything more in the passing game as well, he was already pretty efficient in the passing game um, with that 76% catch percentage. Mm-hmm. Uh, 34 targets isn't a ton, but 26 receptions in 12 games isn't that bad um, for a running back. So let's say he gets 30 to 40. I'll say probably about 40 receptions because that's what he was on pace for last year. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets another thousand yard rushing season if he plays a full 17 games. And now you give him eight or nine touchdowns. That makes a huge, huge difference. Yes, um, and I yeah. I think he would out he would definitely outperform that RB twenty seven mark. Yeah. It's it's not even like the uh, the touchdowns in and of themselves should have been like like he didn't really perform um all that great when it came to you know yards in general like he didn't even reach a thousand yards all purpose so obviously we want to see that increase but i think that increases with opportunity but like like you said he was on pace for it though even if he had yeah he was on pace for it so but even if he had just like six or seven touchdowns last year that would have changed the game and i think a lot of people would be having a different conversation but right like when you're talking about drafting a running back uh, in the eighth round or seventh round or, you know, somewhere in that vicinity, there's not really high expectations anyway. So like for me, uh, you're already going to outperform that RB 27. Like I, 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 I've, I can confirm that strongly unless he gets hurt. But anyway, let's move which on. Which he has. Which he has. Um, let's move on to number three, which is Juju Smith-Schuster, ADP of 71, wide receiver 30. Um, Report I just saw when I when we hopped on to record this show was that Sky Moore um, had a hip injury today. Don't know how bad it is. Don't know if it's um you know obviously it's not season ending or it's it you know it's not horrible, but uh not a good start for him, especially if he's trying to build a repertoire with Patrick Mahomes and and have a great rookie season. Uh, I think he'll be fine, um, but to me at this point, Juju is the wide receiver one for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, most likely. And 
I have a hard time. Like the guy that I compare him to most because he is a slot receiver was Sammy Watkins when he was on um, when he was on the Kansas City Chiefs the last couple of years when he was freaking playing, obviously. And shockingly, there was a lot of opportunity share that went to Sammy Watkins in years past when you talk about his target share. Like just last year, first four games of the season he played before he ended up getting hurt. Um was he on Baltimore last year? Yeah, he was on he Baltimore. Was. Sorry. I gotta go back to twenty I gotta you go gotta back go, to Yeah, you gotta go back a year. I literally was looking in the wrong year and I was like, what the heck? Um so if we look at you know, he started the first four games of the season in twenty twenty for the Kansas City Chiefs and he was on pace for 115 targets and 81 catches. Um, if you pace out his entire season numbers, he was uh, he was right around that 120 mark. Um, and in, in previous seasons as well, uh, he was hitting that total with the Kansas City Chiefs. I think it was the first four weeks, like week one and week two in 2019. Patrick Mahomes' first year, he had 11 catches and 13 catches, uh, 11 targets and 13 targets in the first couple weeks of the season. And if you pace out his whole season, he was on pace for about 120 targets there. Um, Mahomes likes to target players that get open and he doesn't mind targeting the slot position. Um, so to me, I think Juju coming out, like he's not, he's not an outside receiver. He's not going to play that role. I think he's going to play a similar role to Sammy Watkins in a Kansas city chiefs offense with Patrick Mahomes, knowing how good he is, knowing that he's probably going to go throw 32 plus touchdowns. You're going to get 120 to 104 targets to Juju Smith-Schuster. It's going to happen. And as long as he stays healthy and as long as he's good, this guy's going to get target share. He's going to be efficient because he's in an efficient offense, and he's going to catch touchdowns. And Mm -hmm. because of that, to me, there's no way that this guy finishes as a wide receiver 30. I'm really confused as to why he is as low as he is. I mean, I'll take it. But like underdog has him at wide receiver fifty five, so there might be some room uh, for improvement there for Juju. But like to me, I don't know. This just seems like a smash pick for me. Like underdog has fifty five. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Wait, pick fifty five or pick fifty five? Oh, oh, I thought you said wide receiver fifty five. I was no, like, no, no, what? No, 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 no. Pick fifty five. Um, but yeah, so that feels more of his range. But right. like even like like obviously we know that a guy like Sammy Watkins had a hundred and you know was pacing out at about one hundred and fifteen to one hundred and twenty targets in the Chiefs' offense, and Sammy Watkins is not good. Like that point in Sammy Watkins' career, he's toast. Right. So, like, what does that tell you for Juju, who's not? Yeah, toast? Juju, I think is a better player than Sammy Juju right now is a better player than Sammy Watkins was then. Yes. And vacated target share from Tyreek Hill, vacated target share from other guys they left. This just opens up for Juju. I think I think he's a 140 target receiver on an efficient offense, and he's honestly I think he's ready to blow up. I think he's going to be a great player, but yeah, he's the guy to own at this point for me for Casey's wide receiver core. Don't disagree at all. They have 340 vacated targets, which is second in the NFL on a team that threw the ball uh, 675 times, which was second in the NFL. So. I think most people would agree that Juju is the wide receiver one on that team. Obviously, yeah. Travis Kelsey is kind of the wide receiver one, but among the wide receiver group, it's Juju. 
Yeah. You're looking at 675 passing attempts mm-hmm. and you're looking at 340 vacated targets. Um, so that leaves about a hundred, you're right. 130, 140 targets for Juju mm-hmm. on the, one of the best offenses in the league, like a top three, top three or four offense in the NFL with Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback. Um, I think that probably means a lot of good things for Juju. Uh, I know in the past he hasn't been a huge touchdown guy. I think he only ever had a couple. I want to say the year that he broke out, he had nine. Yeah, that's well, he had nine um, in 2020. The year he broke out, he had seven. So nothing mm-hmm. ever crazy, but I could see him getting another nine to 10 touchdown season mm-hmm. with more targets and yards being on the uh, the Chiefs offense. What's his absolute so, ceiling for you? I mean, if they treat him like Tyree Kill in terms of targets, he's top. He's a low end wide receiver one. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But I don't think that I don't I don't think he's going to get Tyree Kill level targets. Or he if, even if he does, it's not going to be like Ty- Tyreek Hill got like 16 mm-hmm. yards per reception yeah, <laughs> like no, or 15 so. yards. Like he was getting down the field. I don't think Juju's going to get that. Yeah. Um, but that's still positive things if he gets close to that target share and okay. touchdowns. Yeah. And he's on the Chiefs. And he's on the Chiefs. That's really the big, <laughs> that's a big thing. He's a good player yeah. and he's on the Chiefs. But I just don't see like, like they signed MVS and a lot of people are like, oh, well, MVS is with Mahomes now. Yeah, okay. and he was, well, he was with Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers before. before so. Yeah, so like, yeah. What, 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 what are we doing here? So MVS is going to be a decent like. I think there's going to be weeks where he's a waiver wire pickup, and then he'll get like a huge, exactly like, what he was with Green Bay. Eighteen point week, twenty point uh, and week, then, and then he'll get like a thirty point week. I think the only guy in that in that offense right now that could really shake things up for Juju is Sky Moore. Like yeah. if Sky Moore comes in and immediately makes an impact um and has like a jamar chase like season um i don't think that's happening i don't think that's happening either but that that could affect right. juju's that's upside. the only yeah i agree that's but only, if you yeah. had to choose a guy with the highest percentage of opportunity to break out and have a really great season i would say it's, it's juju. juju yeah um all right let's move on to the next guy number four we talked about him before a rob Allen robinson we can make this quick adp of 64 wide receiver 26 um, there's been a lot of hype surround. I said yesterday uh, in a report that Allen Robinson, uh, Sean McVay, and the entire coaching staff love him. He shows up early. He leaves late. He's always, uh, you know, watching film. Allen Robinson is Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson sucked not because Allen Robinson sucks. Allen Robinson sucked because the Bears suck. So, um. And there's just there wasn't a lot of opportunity. The quarterback was always changing. Matt Nagy's an idiot. Uh, they ran the ball too much, and then when they needed to pass it, they couldn't pass it. Justin Fields was a rookie. Like, you can make all the excuses in the world for Allen Robinson. Um, and now he's on a team that just won the Super Bowl, that has a lot of vacated targets, and has the opportunity to give Allen Robinson. Um, that's that's right though, right? They have a lot of vacated opportunities. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. I just wanted to. I don't want to speak out of turn. Um, I can double check the exact number for you if you want. He's going to come into this offense and he's going to play the Robert Woods, you know, role. Um, so obviously Cooper Cup's not losing anything, but he's coming in. He's going to be the second best wide receiver on the team. We're already hearing situations about Van Jefferson um, possibly needing some kind of surgery here. Uh, 
that doesn't look good for his his you know optics going into the season. They're not going to sign OBJ back unless he doesn't have a team by late season. So right now it's Cooper Cup and it's Allen Robinson. And Allen Robinson's going to take whatever was left over by Bob Woods. He's going to take whatever's left over by Van Jefferson if he ends up being hurt for longer periods of time. Allen Robinson is going to be a top-tier wide receiver like he was before. I think he can be a top-10 guy. I think he can be between wide receiver 8 and 12 in this offense. And I think to get him at wide receiver 26 is absolutely insane. Like, you can get him at ADP of 64, which is not that much value. That's a late fifth-round pick, early sixth. And so, to me, I'm all in on Allen Robinson you know, I've been trying to get him in every draft that I do. Uh, I think he's going to be fantastic for the Rams, and I think there's a lot of upside for him in this Sean McVay system. Yeah, I mean, 8 to 12, I'm not sure about that, but he's definitely going to outperform wide receiver 26, and I have been trying to target him as well. Um, but maybe you're right, because through nine games last season in PPR, um, Robert Woods when he played before he tore his ACL mm-hmm. um, through the first nine weeks of the season. And Cooper cup was still dominating. Like he wasn't, this wasn't Cooper yeah, cup being right. injured or anything. Cooper cup was dominating through the first nine weeks, even with Robert Woods. Mm-hmm. So for you Cooper cup people, he can still dominate with Al Robinson. Yeah. Um, Robert Woods was the wide receiver 12 uh, in nine games. He averaged 15 points per game in PPR. And he was very, very good. Um, I think Al Robinson can do that. Um, exactly what Robert Woods did last year and be that perfect complimentary receiver for mm-hmm. Cooper Cup. And if he plays like Robert Woods did last year, that puts him at wide receiver 12. So um, it's going to be a high-powered offense. Run. He's going to have a lot, of tar- a lot of targets to go around, even if Van Jefferson is healthy. Yeah. Um, he's, as you said, a good player. What we've seen the Bears last year was just not – he wasn't trying. The mm-hmm. Bears obviously – he gave up on the Bears and the Bears gave up on him. with reason. Uh, yeah. Matt Nagy was a horrible coach. They didn't use him properly at all. I think Sean McVay will absolutely use him yeah. properly. I don't actually know if he's going to play the Robert Woods role. I think he's going to be more similar to what they did with Odell. Um, but it is similar. Either way, he's the number two receiving option. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything has been good out of camp, like you said. And he's just he's a better player than what people give credit for. This is the best team he's ever been on, the best quarterback he's We've ever had. We've wanted him to have a quarterback and to get out of the purgatory that is Chicago for right. a while, and he finally did, and he's on a team that just won the Super Bowl. So I like he, just because he had this one bad season doesn't mean he's not that player anymore. I think right. yeah. like Rick said, all of those things with the Bears, like it I I still think he can be a top twelve guy. Yeah. I'm excited to see it. it either way. He's going to outperform that wide receiver 26. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, let's talk about the last guy, which is Antonio Gibson. This guy's one of the highest guys that we have on this list. Everyone's around 7th, 8th round, 6th, 7th, 8th round. Uh, ADP of 48, RB20. Um, my points are very simple and quick. Uh, I'm not worried about Brian Robinson. I think the nope. Washington Commanders are going to have a better offensive system this year than they had last year because they have Carson Wentz. Um and I also feel like you've seen Antonio Gibson for the last two seasons put up top 12 seasons in fantasy football. Yep. Why can't he not do that again? And if he does, like he has done over the last two seasons on an offense that is better, slightly at least, um, 
then he's going to be a top 12 running back and you're going to get him at RB 20. I don't know why people yep. are fading him because of Brian Robinson. Is that, that I'm is, yeah, it's really just that one comment that he made about the running back by committee. And now everybody's got their heads um, cut off like chickens about Antonio Gibson. Yep. Uh, yeah. He was running back 10 last year in PPR. You know who he outperformed Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, Josh Jacobs, DeAndre Swift, who some of these guys were hurt, but Dalvin Cook, David Montgomery. Yep. Um, on a point per game basis, points. probably not with those guys. But no, but he was in the same category. Yeah, it he was wasn't category, like he was right. that different. Um, he was like a couple total you know, points like on a, the season wise. He did outperform those guys. Right, and even points per game, like he was lower than most of those guys, but it was only by like a single point or less than a point. Yeah, uh, like a half point. So. He had more than Montgomery, at least. Uh, so, yeah, and he was productive when he played. And it's weird. Like you said, I think it is a better offense. Carson Wentz is – I mean, I don't like Carson Wentz, but he's better than what Heineke was last year. Heineke was horrible yeah. for, the, for the commanders last year. Um, and Gibson actually re- wasn't that efficient on the ground. He only had four yards per carry, but the year before that he had 4.7. Uh, so even if he does have less carries, which I do think he will, 258's a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't see him getting that again this year. But I think he'll be more efficient than four yards per carry. I think it'll be back up to that yeah. 4.7. Right. So even if he loses 20 or 30 carries, he should get about the same amount of yards because of the efficiency. Um, and he had, I think, 10 total touchdowns last year. I don't think that's really going to be any different. I don't think J.D. McKissick is going to get any goal line carries. And I don't think Brian Robinson is going to get a lot of work, which means Despite what the reports say, I think Gibson is going to get um, the goal line work. So I think 10 touchdowns is pretty easy to do for him. Yeah. Um, and if he has pretty much the same season he did last year, that's going to be better than RB20. Totally agree. And uh, I had one other thought on Gibson. And it just escaped my mind. And that's um, gone forever. Oh, his, uh, his strength of schedule this year um, is, I believe, I just want to organize it properly uh among teams is the fourth easiest fourth or oh. fifth easiest yeah so there you go yeah so uh, if you're worried about that don't be worried about it um but there you go there are the top five value picks for the 2022 fantasy football season darnell mooney miles sanders juju smith schuster alan robinson antonio gibson smash and grab these guys where they're at they might not give you super big breakout seasons but they're decent players and you can get them for cheaper exactly but anyway we got a mock draft tomorrow be sure to check that out see you later guys peace out thank you for listening to the fantasy champions podcast make sure you subscribe on itunes and youtube and follow us on twitter at the ff champs